Welcome everyone, we're back with another episode and today we have multiple lovely guests. We've got Faye, introduce yourself please. Hi, I'm the only one that's usually right, thanks. Sure. On to the next, we've got SB. Come on, back again. Hi there bro. Okay. Oh, sorry, how you guys did? It's good to be back. It's good to be back. Uncle, Uncle Tio. Yo, yo, yo. Hope you guys are good. Good to be jumping on the pod for once. But not least, you've got Timmy. Yo, it's good to be back. I'm team Faye this episode. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. Um, and I think, you know, we had a little discussion about this previously where you and Faye, you know, were on the same side and you were panicking. But, you know, my question to you guys, starting with, I think you or Faye, is should we be panicking? Because I feel like you guys are panicking. Can I just quickly go? Yeah? Let me tell you you why we should be panicking. Every single um, transfer win that we have has been crap, right? This one, you can say it was actually good, yeah? But... Every single one, when we win the Premier League, when we win um, a major trophy, the Premier League, right? Oh, I missed. Um, it's a thing where it's like, we win the Premier League, we sign Zappa Costa, we, we sign Drinkwater, we sign Bakioko. That's not good enough. That's not our quality from champions to this calibre. This happens every single time. A manager wants a specific player and for some reason we don't get them and then we get them a rubbish alternative or we panic by, and this is what has happened right now. This is what is happening. We didn't get Sancho. We didn't get Hakimi. We're going to get Chilway. <laughs> We're going to get Bellerin. We're going to get rubbish. It's the same cycle over and over and over again. That's why it's time to panic. It's a bit too early to panic for me, you know. <laughs> I, fu- I fully hear what you're saying, Faye, because what we've, we've missed out on a top target, Hakimi who would have improved us 100%. However, like someone told you in the direct chat today, the transfer window isn't even officially open. So how can we panic? Because this is what always happens. It's a cycle. This right, cool. always happens. All right, cool. But what, who, who do we want as Chelsea fans? Who do you want Chelsea to bring into the Chelsea Football Club? I want the Hakim. <laughs> okay, who else? Because he's gone. Who else? That's, I don't know what other... Um, Players like, yeah. in general. Yeah, I don't know what other um, right wing back we can get. No, but players in general, who would you like at Chelsea? Like, obviously Haaland, which exactly. I know what? will take you time. Haaland, you think Haaland's going to happen I, overnight? I know Haaland's one will take time, but Hakimi one that's going to happen soon. That could have happened. That we could have yeah. got him. We could have got Donnarumma, who, who I also wanted. They're both <laughs> going for PSG. Donnarumma, yeah. by the way. Oh, oh, um, Italian expert. <laughs> <laughs> I just okay, think on that point, though, with Hakimi, um, you saw how, you know, in um, the Chelsea negotiations, we were trying to offer players, which we know into maybe being interested in. And um, with PSG, they were kind of offering the money straight up. Don't you think that shows that, you know, Chelsea are trying to get people off the wage bill, people out of the club, before bringing players in and if possible 
they want to do it at the same time, but mm-hmm. they're not really trying to spend on bringing more players in before, you know, Zappo Costa leaves or Emerson or, um, you know, Alonso. Like, there's there's quite a lot of players that shouldn't really be getting minutes. So do you, do you kind of understand why Chelsea haven't been as aggressive as other clubs so far? No. And let me tell you why, right? Because whose fault is that? Who brought these players into this club? Who bought, Who looked at um, um, at these clubs and said, yeah, let's let's get Bakayoko instead of Fabino. Let's get Zappa Costa. Let's get Drinkwater. Who said that? No wonder, no wonder we can't offload these players and we've been trying for seasons because they're crap. And who, bought, who got that? The board, Marina, all these lot. Since, since Marina has come here... Managers have... Managers have wanted because Conte wanted a wing back, and you know we dipped into the Italian market for Zappa Costa. Who, wait, who did he say he wanted? He didn't say Zappa Costa. Who did he say he wanted? He was his first choice. I'm not sure. As a right wing back, uh, I'm not sure. who was his first choice? Was it not Sandro? Sandro? Yeah, it was Sandro. No, but Sandro's a left wing back. That's who we wanted. Yeah, but I think, the I, right think wing back. I think I think what we all need to realize is like our manager said this as well. Yes, 100% additions are going to be... They're going to happen, in it? We need additions. But at the same time, like, we've still got a squad that's very young. That's very... That's very deep. Like, the squad we haven't... For me, I still think our squad's in balance. I still think we've got more midfielders than we need in certain areas that we don't need them in. But at the same time, Jeff's right. Like, we need to get a lot of players off our books first. It's a business as well. And for me, we just won the Champions League. Like... You can't just be adding all sorts of different players left, right, and center. There's a lot. There's a thing called team morale as well. Like as much as we want to add players, we want to add the right players at the right times. So for me, like just chill out, man. The, the window's not even open. Everyone just needs to relax, enjoy the Euros. Like look around first spot. And for me, Chelsea work quietly, so I've got no worries. I still feel like we'll make the right signings to get to the right places for next season. You see, for me, yeah, I agree with you, but. This is where the, I feel like a lot of people are misunderstanding what, where Faye is coming from and what the issue is. It's not about... I have no doubt Chelsea are going to sign players. Chelsea are going to sign players. It's not going to be like when Tottenham didn't sign anyone or when Arsenal didn't sign an outfield player. Like That's ridiculous. That's preposterous. But like Chelsea are going to sign players. Where the issue comes from is I don't trust this board to sign the right players. And the players that I feel like are going to be good enough, or the players that I feel like the players that I feel like will take us to the next level, because Chelsea, what we like doing a lot of the time is we like, and this is the problem with this summer as well. We like going for the obvious signings. When, as a Chelsea fan, yeah, you're looking at transfer targets. It's very much obvious players. It's nobody like, it's no gems. It's no low key ones. It's no Andy Robertson from Hull City. Even, even um when Liverpool signed Mane, like Mane wasn't, for, to me anyway, that wasn't an obvious signing. Do you get what I mean? But with Chelsea, it's very much obvious signings. And one, there's not really a lot of those in the market, um, in this summer market anyway. You're looking at, when we talk about um, striker targets, we can literally name three. Lukaku, Kane, Haaland. Haaland is very difficult to get. Lukaku is going to be difficult to get. Kane is going to be difficult to get. And then when you're talking about wing-backs, you asked Faye earlier, who do you want? You only can name Hakimi. But it's, the, the thing with Chelsea is, yeah, I feel like our recruitment is so, so bad. I can't trust it. Whether the high-profile targets that we sign don't work. The lower-profile targets that we sign, for the most part, don't work. 
when you look at our track record since 2013, yeah, I, I kept asking in the chat, how many good transfer windows have we had? The, the people said two or three. Three including last season, but for me, the answer is two. I can't include last season as a good window because the amount of money you spend, you still get 67 points. All right, calm, we won the Champions League, great. But I feel like a lot of people are, they're not understanding how much work needs to be put into our team. You can't go from 67 points to challenging from the title without a big difference maker. You don't have a striker. You don't have a goal getter. Our top goal scorer last season in the Premier scored six goals. Six. Seven. 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 The hardest thing to do in football is to score goals. To get a goal scorer in is one of the most difficult things. And I, I understand that. But where I'm saying the panic comes from for me is that I, I don't trust this board yet yeah, to go out there and do what needs to be done. And I'm, I'm not going to name names in it because I don't know who's in charge of what and who's doing what over there. But as a collective, yeah, I, do, like, I don't trust them. I don't think they're good enough at their job. In terms, oh, maybe like negotiating, negotiating player fees, getting low fees, this and that. Yeah, great, fantastic. But in terms of identifying the right quality of player, the right caliber of player, I don't think they're good enough at their job. Like, how who looks, at, who looks at Ziyech and says, "Oh, all right, Ziyech played 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 well in the Champions League in it, but there was he he's always been affordable, but at the same time, not a lot of people have wanted him." Who watches Werner and says, "Come, Werner, you come over here. You'll fit into Chelsea. You'll fit into the style of play." Who looks at Diego Costa, in especially when you when you think about the function that Diego that Diego Costa was 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 providing in that Conte system, and then looks at Morata and says, "Yeah, that's the guy we're going to replace mm. Diego Costa with." Them two are opposites, bro. Like, how can also, you do that? Also, who looks at that um, Monaco midfield and gets Bakayoko? That's exactly. You know. Do you know that's what I mean? Me, yeah. That's it's not right. Timmy, remember when we were discussing it, it's like, we're not panicking, but we just don't trust the board. We have this PTSD of whereby when Chelsea are on top and in this, a position of strength, they somehow fumble it. And you've seen this board do this twice now after winning the league. So I don't think it's, I don't think it's wrong for these guys to feel a bit of animosity of, towards what's going to happen this summer because we've seen it happen already. And we don't want it to happen again. That's simply it. I like. I feel like another thing is like I've said we've won the Champions League. We should be there flexing our muscles. I'm okay. Fair enough. The Sancho deal that to, to be you know, Sancho to United has happened a long time. But this Akimi one, I think we definitely have more clout over PSG. Why are we haggling haggling over that? It looked at some 100%. point. That, it looked at some point Hakimi was going. It looked at some point PSG were going for Aurier that we were just clear for Hakimi. But again, it seemed that we just haggled on it and they said, you know what? Let's just pay them the money. And now they're getting the and best right wing back in the world. We have we have players that they want. This should be a simple deal. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. We it have two. We, we have two players that that that, that they want. This they shouldn't want. be a difficult. This shouldn't be a difficult deal to do. Like it's, it think, shouldn't be that yeah. hard. And what's going to annoy people? I don't understand is, what the stumbling blocks were. What's going to annoy people is if they come back for Zappa Costa and and and, and an Emerson and Alonso because they come back and they now buy them. We're just going to look stupid. Yeah, but I still think I still think Hakimi. Yeah, it's it's happened, isn't it? Let's move on. I still don't think Hakimi was needed. He would have added, don't get it twisted, but I don't think he was needed. I think we more, we need more of a left-sided wing-back, more than a right-sided wing-back. No, but Tia, I, I didn't think he was needed, but I'm saying if Tuchel now sticks with this system, 
Why not get the best right wing back? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Why not? Because I, I didn't actually want him, but I'm like, if Tuchel wants to stick with this one, why not get? Yeah, that's the same. There, that's there's the same no drop. There's no drop in quality because if we now get a Darwin Traore, what? Ah, God. So yeah, do you know, what, do, do you know why he was needed as well? Because he can play left wing back as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The the thing is, we know Christensen. Um, what's his name? Silva. They get injured quite a bit, so they're going to be injured throughout the season anyway. We know that. Yeah, Silva can't play every single game. Rich James can't play every single game. Chilwell can't play every single game. We've seen the way Zuma is. So our back three is going to, literally going to be Rudiger, Zuma, Aspilicueta, God forbid, yeah? You want Aspilicueta to play right <laughs> wing back? We've seen and we've been complaining about him. He's, he, I, I just can't, I can't even get the words out. I'm just like, guys, <laughs> come on, just look at the situation. I know what you mean. Like, because... let's have a very good back line. Let's please. I just... The people are tired, didn't it? Do you need to understand? You, you need to understand what we're, comp- what we're competing with. Like, yeah, Man City man. are juggernauts, fam. Liverpool are juggernauts. juggernauts. If, if Man United get Sancho and they get Varane, which could be and like a decent manager and a decent manager, remember that. Right. Exactly. Exactly. We're a good. We're a good team. Yeah, we're on the cusp, but that final step is the hardest one and to make. This is what. And, and this I, is what annoys me about Chelsea. Sorry, Tim. This is what annoys me about Chelsea fans because we win stuff. A lot of fans are so obtuse to the fact that we're still far behind in what we need. Like, we're we so need a few players, behind. but we're still, we're still not there. We're literally, we're two results away from this being a catastrophic season, by the way. But because, exactly. we, won the Champions, but because we won the Champions League, people are like, oh, this squad is fine. It's not. We just want better. Like, fair enough, we won the Champions League. That's good. But now that's done for. Now, how can we push on? How can we make sure that we're not battling with Leicester every fucking season for top four? How can we make sure that we're actually challenging for the leagues again? How because many... Our last three league ta- league campaigns, sorry, have been a joke, an absolute joke. And it's because we don't sign the correct profile players. How many um, games in the Premier League? Yeah. Anyone? 38, 38. Anyone? I don't know. So it's like 38 games and the Champions League, what, it's like 10 games. Come on, guys. You know what I mean? We literally lost the final game. We lost the final game. We literally lost the FA Cup final. We need improvements, okay? Th- this is what I hate about the Chelsea fan base. They have, like, the CTE, forgetful. Bro. Yes, we won the Champions League. But let's so, let's look see, at the season when we were crying, yeah? There's a lack of critical thinking at times with the Chelsea fan base, which is, it gets on my nerves. So quickly interject, though, guys, because you've both been making valid points. I think you're also kind of making similar points to what we're all making like we all want players we everyone understands that we don't think this squad is good enough to compete for the Premier League title and Timmy you said some, um, something about looking for the right targets like um, replacing the yeah so don't you think we're along the right lines if we're targeting someone like Hakimi who's the best at his position we're targeting Haaland or Kane or these are very I difficult targets to achieve but don't you think we're along the right line? Like, these transfers won't happen in a day. Do you get well, it? Well, not good if, enough. If Hakimi's going to PSG... Yeah, no, I can't give you credit if not. to offload players anyway to get him. Like, that was clear from the fact that we were offering Alonso and Emerson and we saw rumours of Christensen and Kovacic. Like, it was clear Chelsea wanted to offer players and offload mm-hmm. players before Hakimi came in, but... I'm saying, don't you think we're looking in the right places now? We're not looking for some sort of mediocre striker. We're looking for the no. Best. But that's not been the issue. That no. we've looked in the right. We looked at Lukaku, but we ended up with Morata. 
And we, we wasted at, time. We, we, we looked at well. we looked at Van Dyke and we ended up with Rudiger. We looked at um Alexandro and ended up with Zafra Costa. Do you get what I mean? Like we looked at Allison and got yeah, Kepa. ended up with Kepa. Yeah. The track record of this club, yeah, is ridiculously bad. And what people don't understand, yeah, is the only thing stopping us from being as bad as Arsenal and Tottenham, yeah, it's because of is Roman. because we have Roman Abramovich. We get to throw as many. We get to have as many goes at it, yeah, as we want. And eventually, one will hit. That's literally the club's... That's the way the club has operated since we signed mm-hmm. Hazard and um, Oscar. Since that season, yeah, that's the way the club has operated. It's literally just being like, ah, fuck it. Um, this one didn't work out. Yeah. Rowan of Average is going to bail us out. And it can't keep happening. Like, I don't know how deep his pockets are. I don't want to count his money in it. So maybe it can keep happening. But that's not <laughs> the way... I want to be. Happen. I want to win minimum two two league titles every five years, and I'd call me call me um, I don't like unrealistic or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. I don't give up. Yeah. I don't care. I'm a Chelsea fan, bro. I don't support Tottenham. I don't support Arsenal. I'm a che- mm. no offense to them. No offense to them and there. Yeah, but I am a Chelsea fan. No, what no, I expect is minimum two two league titles every five years, and the three years I want us to be close to that title. I don't want none of this top four shit. I'm tired of it. I'm actually sick of it. And this is what th- 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 this is the the system that these men are operating on. And this is th- these are the, the results that we're seeing. We'll win a league title, then we'll be shit. Because what they're doing is they're throwing money at so many players. Some of them will stick. Some of them will work. Most of them won't. Because I don't know why, but the process of identifying transfer targets and getting the the targets that we want at Chelsea is just broken. It's, it doesn't work. It's it's not working right now, and I think and people really need to open their eyes. And the that's is, why. Well, one second, one second, and that's why we're panicking because this is how it starts. You don't get Hakimi. You're linked with Traore. What the hell is that? That's what. What is that? That's a panic. You also think you know teams needs needs backups. I do understand um, your point now, but you know, does that mean you know you're going to be upset? every time the transfer windows open because you don't trust the team. Like, I think the way other people are taking it is, you know, you want us to do transfers right now, which, I mean, it doesn't really happen. But I think you lot have managed to articulate yourselves very well. But moving on from ingoings to outgoings. Uh, so recently we saw that Tomori has left the club officially. How does everyone feel about that? Very, very good young, talented defender. That if he came back, maybe he wouldn't have played as much. Maybe he does need to go to Italy, a league where he's going to be able to learn defending properly, like learn from different players around him, play week in, week out, and develop his game. So for Tomori's career, I'm so happy for him that he's able to go to AC Milan and play week in, week out. For Chelsea, obviously, I was upset that Cool were losing the academy graduate, but for every Tomori, there's a Levi Kogo, or there's a Mark Guehi or Xavier Mbaya. So with Chelsea, there's so much academy players that we have that, cool, yeah, losing Tomori and only for 25 mil is, is an L. But I'm not going to be so upset when we have a lot of talented youths in our academy, let alone someone like Christiansen, who's really coming out of like this year and really cementing himself as a top centre back now. Um, Thiago Silva still there, Rudiger if he stays, Zuma. So yeah, losing to Mori is upsetting, but because of the amount of centre back quality we have, and even the the next guys coming up through 
the academies. I'm not too fussed, to be fair. Yeah, I, I agree with SP. He's a talented, he's a talented defender. Um, for me, I don't think he's out of this world. And I've been listening and reading a lot of, so I've read a lot of articles about this. I listened to a few podcasts as well. And what what people have been saying from inside the club is that Mark Guehi is meant to be the guy that they kind of push forward for the first team a lot more. And he's more highly regarded than Tomori. So I can understand why they let Tomori go because with our loan system, with our academy, we produce players, but we also like to sell the players we produce. It's a business. And um, for me, it's, it's good on both parts. We, we, we got some money in and also he's able to further his career, develop his career. And hopefully he can come back. Hey, AC Milano are doing God's work, man. They are answering my prayers. They are answering my prayers. Tomori's gone. Hopefully Giroud can go. Hopefully um, Bakayoko and Ziyech apparently are linked to them as well. Hopefully we can get that man out the door. But again... I'm, I'm, I don't want to get off this panicking thing because I'm still panicking. Just want to say that all these people that we want out is because the border shit. <laughs> that is very, 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 very true. I made a tweet on the account about all the players that on our. Um... Sorry, one second. Oh my god! Yeah, on our transfer thing. Oh god, I'm sorry, um... And there's bare crap players there. There's bare. We have Drinkwater, we have Bakioko, <laughs> we have Kennedy, we have Zappo Costa. Fucking hell, Kennedy's still about. Yeah, I was going to say, wait, Kennedy still plays for us? Yeah, bro. Yeah. Damn. But that's the thing about Marina, like, she wants to make a profit of every player, so if she's not getting a decent fee, she'll renew the player's contract and just get a loan fee from a different club. So, for that reason... From the 2017-18 window, that leaves a lot of us with PTSD with the signings of like Marata, Bakioko, Drinkwater, um, etc. Barbara Raman. All of them, Barbara most Raman. of them players are still here. <laughs> Barbara Raman, we had Barbara Raman on our books. Mm, yeah, we've this, had is, this is bad. This is bad. It's names like that. That's why we're panicking. How could a club that just won the league <laughs> be capable of signing Barbara Raman? What kind of rubbish is that? Times, man. Bro, we won the league and we signed Falcao Bar- and Barbara Rahman, fam. Michael Hector included... Michael Hector and Papi de Boulou. Fam, are you not saying why we're panicking? What the fuck, bro? I also do think there's a difference between players we feel like will come into the first team straight away and players, you know, we just use as part of the loan system and sell on later. I feel like Michael Hector was definitely not a player that we were like, Okay, yeah, he's gonna come into Chelsea and play. But I do get your point about there's a lot of deadwood, a lot of players that we need to kind of get rid of. A lot of players that probably want to leave them um, themselves, like Giroud. Do you not want him to go? How do you not feel about that? Considering we now want a fee from um, him since we signed him to a new contract. Yeah, let him go. He's been here for a while. He served the club well. You know, Champions League. I think he was the top um, goal scorer for us. Um, Europa League, he did his thing. Let him go. Do you know what I mean? He helped us get top four last season. He's done his thing. It's time for him to go. Goodbye, yeah. Giroud. Thank you. Yeah, I agree. So, like, it's always better when a player leaves on high. And Giroud, I didn't rate him before he came to Chelsea, but since he's come to Chelsea, he's done a lot of good here, you know? Like, he, he's, I'll give him a cult hero tag, as in, like, I won't forget Giroud. He scored a lot of point goals. Like, I remember... 
his goal against Southampton. Like, in fact, it was the one in the cup where he's closely dribbled past four men in the box and he scored. And then there was a game in the league where we were losing to, you know, to Southampton. He comes on, he scores two. So it's like things like that. Like Giroud's actually done a lot of good things for Chelsea. Maybe not as prolific as we wanted, but he served us well. And I wish him all the best at AC Milan because he, he wants to play football. And in a Tuchel system where Tuchel wants everyone to be pressing with the counter-press from, like, from the front, a player like Giroud won't start for us consistently. So it's better you go. It's like leave us on a high. And thanks for the thanks for the memories for real. No. Can I ask a question, like to everyone? Um, obviously, Giroud's going. We already know that. Um, so we're left with Timo and Tammy. Um, forget about who we've got right now. If you were to like describe the type of striker that we need for our system and to progress our system, forget about who's available. Forget about names. How would you describe the striker? So, what would what type of striker should we go for? Target man. Runner, like what type of striker do you think suits this system, this team? If we kept the back three and everything, mm, that's a good question. A bit more complete. I feel like um, you know we like to play football, so they're going to need to be comfortable with the ball at their feet. They're going to need to run in behind, like um, stretch the defense a little bit, and just hold it up in general because you know it's not always. You know, when teams press onto us, it's not always a short option. That's the best option. Like someone whose feet we can play to or chest we can play to and then move on from there. And I know there's a very easy answer to say, you know, the complete striker. But due to our system and the fact that we'll probably have, you know, two players behind him and whatnot, he needs to be doing the job that they can't really do. You know what I mean? So I feel like Haaland, his game isn't, overall polish. I thought Lukaku would be the perfect player, to be honest. Like, he does all of this and he puts the ball in the back of the net. And, you know, he's a striker with that mentality of, oh, I've just missed a big chance, but I'm going to go again. My head's not going down. I feel like that's what happened with Timo and it was just like a cycle. But, yeah, I just feel like someone that's complete and someone who who's kind of got this unflappable personality where things won't affect them. Like, they could miss two, three big chances in a game, but when the fourth one comes, they're still ready to, you know, put the ball in the back of the net. So, like, so with what you're saying, Jeff, yeah, cool, let's just say we don't get the striker, we don't get the Haaland or the Lukaku or Harry Kane. Um, I know we've we've been linked to Lewandowski as well, but let's just say we don't get these guys. Is there someone close to home in the Premier League that you think could potentially do a job. And the reason why I asked that is because we basically went the whole season without a striker, basically, let's just say, or half a striker. And look what we've done. So with a striker that is decent, maybe not world-class, but good quality striker, decent quality striker. I don't know, like... Your Danny like a Danny Ings. Ings. Yeah, like yeah. a Danny Ings. Do you think he'll be a good signing? Because for me, I wouldn't mind signing Danny Ings. I've been giving the Danny Ings shout for a while, bro. Like, listen, he's 28, one year left on his contract, English... He won't be expensive. Like the only problem I have with Danny Ings is his injury record. He will get injured a lot, and that's just Danny Ings. But for, for a player with one year left on his contract and he's a proven Premier League goal scorer, I would definitely, I would definitely sign him for Chelsea because we're gonna lose Tammy. Werner's there, and he can't score to save anyone's life. So why don't you buy a proven Premier League striker if we can't get the big names? 
that we've been linked with and then maybe what go look maybe next summer for a striker because we've done it before bought a striker like Denver Bar same level as like Danny like, Club Remy. back in the day Look, Remy yeah, Laurent Remy there's been a few others and they've done all right at the club because they're proven Premier League strikers those, those school goals that if Danny Ings came Chelsea I would back him to get 15 injuries is the only thing that I would say would stop him so I wouldn't mind one of those like these not going to lie then then we should have just kept Tammy but you know Tuchel doesn't uh, feel Tammy, and we've got Kai Havertz at home you know like yeah, but- uh, if, if we're going to buy someone like Ings He's gonna have to accept the fact that you know he's gonna. I'd prefer him to be on the bench, and Havertz starts in this false nine role and makes it his own. So I think if if you know these big names aren't available, then we we stick with Project Havertz. Okay, cool. I understand Havertz. Havertz deserves all the patience in the world. I get it. I understand. We all like. We're not the only ones. Like everyone that watches Havertz says. There's something about this kid. He's going to be special. And I hope he does become... I hope he doesn't let everyone else down. I hope he does become special. But I don't think he's that the number nine that we need to be relying on. I just don't see it. I think he can play off a number nine. But to have him as the, the number nine, like, is it sustainable? Let's be honest. Is it going to no, get... No way. I don't think he should be the number nine I said in the group chat, he's like a secondary goal scorer for us. Like, he'd be the one that, after the main goal scorer, who gets, like, who you look to for goals. He shouldn't be your main goal threat because you've seen already the guy is wasteful like ridiculously wasteful he has so much more to add to his game and yeah. to improve on in his game that for him to be our main number nine next yeah. year I'm telling you guys right now we may as well as fans just take the season off this is what I'm like, saying this is, but, this is what I'm saying though about the Ings situation forget about it being Ings in particular I, like your point what Jeff just said where he said oh he'd still start habits ahead of Ings as a number nine not starting him in general as a number nine I don't agree in that I think we're looking away from like potential that's just in our league. Like, there's nothing wrong with like even City were interested in things. There's nothing wrong with signing someone it's, that's not a big name that's not going to show sell you shirts, but it's going to win you. Agree, them. man. I, I agree with your Sometimes points. I agree with your points. I, I agree with your points here, but to me, if we sign another mid-level striker, we literally just had Giroud in it, like Giroud and Ings. I know Giroud's old now, but when we signed Giroud, I don't really think there's there's a there's a massive difference between the both of them. And I think signing a player like oh, Ings, it, signing a player like Ings, yeah, is not going to take us to compete with the teams in the league. Mm-hmm. All it's going to do is, if say Man United and Leicester strengthen, signing Ings will make us just will make us be able to compete with with them. So we'd literally just be making sure that we're still competing for top four. But, but then where are you getting that? Because look at Jamie. Where's Martin? the goals coming from? Huh? Look at Jamie Vardy, for example. The guy was playing for Fleetwood Town not four or five years ago. I, I can't remember how, how long ago, but he was playing for Fleetwood Town like with no one mm-hmm. knew who he was. He was not proven anywhere in any place. Like for me, I just feel like it's not everyday big names. It's really not. Let's no, it's not understandable. Let's still gonna but then go we might as well ch- we should have just kept Tammy then because Tammy, what did he get? He got us 15 no, I, I just never I don't you you, you don't really know how I feel about Tammy in it. I just don't think he's that guy in it personally. And believe me, believe me as well. I don't think he's that guy. But that guy, he got us 15 goals or something. So we might as well should have stayed with Tammy. Also, you lot, yeah. We've been told not to panic, but we're talking about keeping Tammy Abraham, or we're talking about Kai Havertz being our main number nine, or we're talking about signing Danny Ings. Yeah. Bro, we're this is Chelsea Football Club, man, and you want me not bro, to panic? Bro, let, me, let me 
something, yeah? If we don't sign um, Haaland, which is very, very unlikely, we're going we're gonna to use Havertz false nine. That's, that's, that's who it's going to be, Havertz. And then it's going to be Werner there some games, the same as last season. So if that's what we're going to do, which is very likely, we need to be spreading all the goals across the attack, which means we need to be getting the likes of Sanchez and this one, and we need to be playing Callum a lot. We need to be mm-hmm. doing stuff like that because we're not getting Haaland. That is like 5% because we know that um, we know he's going to be 100 and something plus and we don't do that. So... So you're saying that, cool, if we don't get uh, Harlem, the goals are going to have to be shared across Werner and Havertz and Callum and Pulisic and all the guys we already have. But boy, mm-hmm. I don't trust them. Like Werner might, Werner might get what, 12 goals and Havertz might get 10. I don't back them to score any more than that, even though I think Havertz is going to have a big season. So I still feel like if we can't get Haaland, a striker this summer is definitely still necessary, no matter who it is, like even if it's a stopgap. One season, Danny things like just go and get him. And if he don't bang, it's calm. Like this is Chelsea Football Club; they will go and buy a new striker next summer anyway. Like even if they go and do a little, you know, Danny Ings. Like I even see reports that were linked with Ivan Tony, who's another good like in the box penalty striker. But that that guy's no different to Tammy. To be fair, he's stronger and he holds the ball up way better than Tammy. But you know what I mean? Like these are both penalty box strikers, so. We just need, we just someone, need someone to score goals. Passes, to be honest with you, to be honest with you, oh, if I um, if if we if we can't go out there and get a top level striker, I think we should just keep Tammy because I'd rather because then you you could get into a situation <laughs> now you sign. Nah, I hate Tammy Abraham. Like I think he's so. I think he's no, no, no. Listen, 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 listen. Go, you go sign Danny Ings now. Yeah, Danny Ings gives you Danny Danny Ings doesn't take you to the next level. Now you're probably looking to get rid of him in a couple of years, and now you're in another situation where you've you got another player on your books. Huh? Do you think he's average? Do you think he's average? Sorry to cut you off, but do you actually think he's an average footballer, like striker? No, nah, I like I, I, I like him in it, but I don't think, bro, to play for Southampton, yeah, and to play for Chelsea is, is different, man. Like, I don't know if he can, I don't know if he can step up. Like, I know he had and the injuries injury at Liverpool prone. and he's injury prone as well. Like, I just don't see him being the one that will change, that will change our fortunes. And at the end of the day, it's a change if, a lot though. Like, do you not think that like, we create chances? Maybe not so many like they claim that we do, but a lot of the time there's a certain brother that's not finishing chances. Like he's not finishing chances. We don't create for for right, a striker, said yeah, it, yeah, for a striker that's not at the elite level. Yeah. We don't, don't create enough. Even if even if you have a striker there that's mid, we're still going to be lacking in goals. Yeah, we'll score mm-hmm. more, but we'll still. It's a, when you look at chance creation. Yeah, people say we're at the top of the XG thing, but that's just a, like that's what's the word cumulative. So yeah. you can create a hundred <laughs> shit. You can create a hundred shit chances here, yeah, but it just stacks up in it. It's about quality and it's about and it's about quantity as well. And in both aspects, I think we're lacking because yeah, there's chart. There's, there's, there's times. There's been times this season where we we've, we've created a lot of chances in a match. Or, but most of the time, in my opinion, anyway, it's just all nearly moments, or like yeah. it's just like half it's just a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of half chances. I think it's, I think our final ball wasn't executed. Mm-hmm. We don't create enough, man. Yeah, we don't create enough. There's a lot of evidence for this. There's a lot of evidence for this. I hear it, but it's arguable. The only reason why I say it's arguable because I don't mean to pick on Timo, but he's missed what? How many chances? Clear cut chances? Nah, but bro, Tio, Tio, since strikers miss, strikers miss. I hear it. But how many clear-cut chances, how many open goals did he miss? How many chances should he have actually scored 
that we've actually been like, what this isn't. I mean, I'm in, I'm in disbelief. How many? Yeah, times? But then, I think, I think those are not half missed. chances, though. Yeah. This is my But this is my thing. There was another striker like an Ings, like I don't know, um, maybe even a Tammy or whatever. We would have scored these chances. We probably would have scored uh, the second. Bro, the thing is, bro, I'll say there's even games that we've won on the Tuesday where I've been like, yo, we're not creating enough quality chances. Mm. I can really offer gate and bunch of games. Villa, Arsenal, Arsenal second half, Brighton. Brighton um, even Fulham, we didn't create that much. Sheffield United. Look how many games are really enough. We didn't create enough. Uh, that's why I keep stressing the group chat. Just because we're winning doesn't mean we should be satisfied with what we're doing. Like the quality of chance. That's why I wanted to create it so badly. That's why I'm annoyed Sancho is going because we don't create enough quality chances. Fair enough. Like Timo misses. I'm not defending him, but I just don't think we create enough clear cut chances that Haaland will solve immediately. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we come in next season and and Haaland has that. If Haaland, if we get Haaland, he has like a barren run because we just don't create enough. Once teams mm. pack the defense against us, we don't create nearly enough. And I've, there's so many games to show that. When you start, when when you start off off, off front three, I, I'm I'm not going to mention a striker in it, but quite a lot of the time it was Mount Pulisic, Aspi at right wing back, or Reese James and Chilwell. Mm. You, you can't tell me that team create will be will be creating chances. That's, That's I, I've seen ugly. it. With my own, I, I've seen it with my own eyes, man. It's chaos football, and it's just like it's just it's just oh nah I can't stand it no we progressed the ball really well it. and all of that no yeah times, we progressed it. Yeah. I'm talking about in the, in the final yeah, third the yeah final third is it's just it's, it's a lack of execution and just panic that's why I say chaos football like yeah it's just so many times yeah I just I'm watching I'm watching a good team yeah Man City are very well drawn they've been at this for a long time yeah but I always say it calmness in the box these lot when they're in the box yeah they act like they've got They've died like they got 10 years in there. Our players literally, they don't even get their head up. They just fizz it in and they just hope for the best. Mm. Rich James does that a lot. <laughs> you guys are talking a lot about creative players and I've realised that there's one player who, you know, we signed and was supposed to be creative but hasn't been mentioned much and he's been linked with um, a move away. So what about ZH? Obviously, I understand that he didn't have a great season. I mean, who really did? But do you not back a few of these players to, you know, come good? Like, have you not officially given up on ZH? What are your thoughts? With, with ZH, Jeff, it's like some games he just didn't look bothered at all. Like, mm. they were just like, they're just some, like, I don't like his body language. I, it sounds Brexit in it, but I just don't like his body language at times. Like, he's bare languid. Like, they're, like when once he gets the ball, he's very slow. Like, when he's passing, he's just, like, he's not even looking up sometimes. He's just spamming, like, I fuck it, you, you should get there, innit? Like, he's not, there's not really, like, a composure to his game that it's just, it's just not, it, has, it just hasn't worked out with him at all. I just don't think, I think if, if an offer comes in from him, we should, we should have been him. That's it. Like, it's, it's, it's baited to see why, even though he was affordable and everything, why teams weren't, like, chomping at the bit to get him, man. He's just not what I expected at all. This is why mm. I feel like we shouldn't panic. And this is exact, exactly what you just said up there is the reason why I feel like we shouldn't panic because we ended the season well, yeah? we Majority of our new signings, you could tell were a lot more comfortable in the squad, a lot more comfortable with the style of play. And we already know that Mr. Frank Lampard did not really have the best of control in terms of like delivering instructions, like creating a style of play that everyone was buying into. Right, we already know that people mm. everyone finished very well or decently. As I feel like what's gonna happen next season is a lot of the signings that did not play well in the beginning of the season, they're gonna feel like brand new signings, ZH being one. I do not think that ZH should be sold. 
I think you can give this guy one. I think every single signing we've signed should have one more year. One more year. That's including Timo. After that, we can judge. First year, COVID. There's so many things that went wrong. Lampard. Do you know what I'm saying? Give these guys another year. You're going to find that a lot of them are going to be like new signers next season. That's including ZH, including Havertz. So I don't think we should sell any of them. I, I feel like ZH as well, one of the most the most creative players in, in Europe in the last, what, two years bef- before he came to Chelsea? Come on, man. You can't. That's no fluke, man. Like the guy's going to create for us in the future. You know what? Yeah. Um, I've been very critical of ZH and um, he's created quite a few good chances. Like I remember there, there was a chance um, and we won and ZH created like a very good chance for Werner, but he missed and he told him, come on, like you need to do better. I like that for him. I like that. I like that about him. You know, he's, he's turned up in good faces and he, he scored against City how many times? Athletico, do you know what I mean? He's, he's done his thing. But I like like Otto was saying, I don't like his body language. I don't like the way he is on the pitch, just so like lazy, just here's a pass, run onto it. I don't like that type of thing. And if you just look at him, I feel like he doesn't want to be here as well. I'm sorry, this may be like um superficial on that, but the fact that he's not posting that we um we qualified for the final for the Champions League, you know, that's weird. That he's not he's not in the, he's not in any of these pictures. It just shows that maybe he hasn't really clicked. And I just feel like the fact that he's um he's been linked with a move away already, I feel like he's not gonna he's it's not gonna work here. Yeah, I agree, man. Ziet can kick rocks, man. Like I just I don't enjoy the way he plays football. I don't know, I don't like it. It doesn't it doesn't it's not what I want to see for my team. And um, his, his moments of quality were there at the start of the season. I like that idea of ZH, but the rest of the season, it was so unimpressive in my opinion. Like, he had, like, I don't know, his, even his good games weren't enough for me to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see what you've got to offer me next season. I'm talking like post-December ZH, even his good games, they still weren't really anything special. It was just like, couple of nice passes here and there, a nice little tapping goal there. I don't know, like he was just very unimpressive. And the reason I have the least patience with him is because he's the one that's in his prime. He's the one that's that's that was supposed to come in and hit the ground running with little to to no adjustment. But you know, so it, it, it happens in it sometimes players need to adjust this and that. But I don't know for him, he's just his game just isn't just doesn't inspire me like it doesn't doesn't excite me it doesn't do anything for me like I'd, I'd rather he left to be honest with you I think I, I I'm not sure about him leaving but yeah his game is you know very frustrating um yeah so on the back of your point to me I think you know with ZH at the start he was really good like really really good and it felt like the style of play suited him you know playing kind of behind the striker like uh, Reese James to his side so there's a little bit of an overlap and whatnot and you know what he's best at is putting crosses into the box I remember reading stats before he came to Chelsea that at Ajax he put like 10 crosses into the box a game kind of thing and um, the only person that was close him was KDB who had like nine kind of thing but I feel like after Tuchel came in, after the injury, you know, 
Ziyech just wasn't the same. He just didn't impress. And it's like, after his goal-to move was taken away, because no one's at the back post, so you can't just spam back post crosses, he struggled. Like He struggled to put the ball down and play football. And that's that was a bit of a surprise, because he's a talented footballer. Like you can see he's got the technique, he's got the vision, he's got the passing range, and he's got the audacity to you know, try certain things. Like we see it with Bruno, and I think they're really similar in that they're going to try the kind of wild, worldy ball all the time. Sometimes it comes off, sometimes it doesn't, in it? But I don't want to see him leave. I just want to see a little bit of a step up. I understand that, you know, before he came, he didn't play football for like six months. And, you know, like that there wasn't much for him to do. And, you know, COVID hit. So he's kind of adjusting to London, which I guess led to his good start. But then you can't just drop off like that after the um, after the injury, you know, the change of management and whatnot. But we're going to move on from someone who hasn't been impressing to someone who has, someone who we have high hopes for, Billy Gilmore. What did you guys think of his performance? And are you excited? Are you happy? Are you sad about, his, you know, impending loan to Norwich? Um, I've always said that I feel, I feel like he's um, he's able to start for us. He just doesn't have, he, do, he just doesn't play, unfortunately. Um, to show that he would, like, use him, but I think he's only played, like, twice or something. Obviously not good enough. Um, Norwich will play week in, week out. But I just feel like he can... I just feel like Kante's going to... We can't play Kante all the time. And we, we can't just play Jorginho and Kovacic all the time together. We've seen where they are at times. Um, we've seen that we can't play Mount in the pivot. I just feel like there's no point getting in another midfielder, unless it's moving off the cheek, of course, <laughs> if, um, if Gilmore's there. I feel like it'll be a waste. Um, but he'll go to Norwich and he'll do his thing, like I'm sure he will. But yeah. I don't know. I'm a bit like a bit worried. Um, yeah, my thoughts on Gilmore are similar. I think Gilmore as a player, just my thoughts on him as a player, I think a lot of Chelsea fans and I think just a lot of football fans in general, I don't think they realise what we have in like in him and like the talent in and, and that he's got and like what he can actually do and what he can offer us. And I think a lot of people see him as oh the small Scottish kid. I think you just need to just ignore that and just let the boy play because every time he's on that pitch, he, what he shows you, like, it's just ridiculous. The stuff he was doing against Liverpool last season, Everton, you saw him get man of the match first FA Cup game, man of the match first Premier League game, man of the match first Champions League game, man of the match first game of the Euros. Like, I don't, I don't know <laughs> what I'm seeing on the pitch and I feel like the hype that he gets and the, and the level of, um, and the reputation that he has doesn't match up. Whereas with young players, people are very, very quick to they're very, very quick to give them to give them all the praise. But with him, I don't know. I just feel like it's a little bit different. There's still that trust isn't there. Maybe it's because of where he plays in the midfield and the type of player that he is. But I think alone will do him. Alone will be good for him. But it has to be a good type of loan. It has to be a team that will be on the ball, a team that will be playing with the ball, and also has to be a good. It has to be. A, I want it to be a good team because I've seen Ethan Anthony go. Not even on the like the Leipzig one. I've seen him go Sheffield. Sheffield have a terrible season and like he's just forgotten about. Or even like a Loftus Cheek with Fulham. Or um 
when Tammy Abraham went Swansea that time, Swansea were just terrible. I, I feel like Norwich are going to be a bad team. So, at this, at, But they play good football. I'm just conflicted because they play good football. I feel like the team will suit him. But I just think how bad Norwich are going to be in the Premier League next season, especially after losing Buendia. I just... I would I prefer him to go to a better side in the league and a team that also plays football like him. But um I also think we I think we do need him because if he leaves, we'll probably need to get a replacement. So then when he comes back from loan, that's another player that he's gotta compete with and fight with in the squad. But like I said all podcasts, this is Chelsea and you've got to be ready to fight for your place. If you're deserving of it, you'll start. Yeah, with the Billy loan, <clears throat> I think it's a good idea, man. Like, I'm happy that it's to Norwich because they actually try and play football. I didn't want, I didn't want him to go to like no Yerdar team and just be like playing hoofball. I actually wanted him to play with a team that wants to play the football. Um, I think what it is with Billy is like, and I, I hear what Timmy says with a lack of trust, but I feel like at times what what goes against what's maybe would have gone against Billy is that there's times Lampard sort of threw him into the walls, and that's how he got injured that time against like. Palace where he just got swarmed in midfield because we had like a lack of protection and I think it would be good for him to just to ease his way in into, in like some lower pressure games get a feel of the league then be a key player for us I also think like it's good because I feel like we do need one more senior like type of CM in because I just don't trust Jorginho and Kovacic so if we can get another one in and while Billy gets alone it'll be good because if he comes back with like a, a years of Premier League experience it'd be, it'd be beneficial for us yeah I think it's a good, good loan move but don't you think he just like needs a chance, like a like a proper run of games? Because you know, look at Jude Bellingham. He's playing, and he's younger, and he's doing his thing. And it's like, why can't we just give these players a chance? I, know, I just feel like think, he needs that chance. I know. I hear it. Like he's obviously he's played well in those games, but people forget. But the good games he's played, there have been some games. I'm not gonna say bad, but there have been some games where he's been like overwhelmed. Like that Palace well, game. Um, that just strikes me like I don't actually think the Palace one was that bad but there was nah, one against Leicester in the FA there was one against Leicester in the FA Cup last season after um, restart that I thought yeah. was dreadful I but... didn't watch that one but that Palace game to me we had no control whatsoever fam for 80 minutes we didn't have, we didn't have any control whatsoever I think he had to come off because he got in that was the game he got injured in it we had no control in that game at all and I just think like for every good game against City or Liverpool where they're going to try and play football, there'll be a game like Palace where he's just going to get bullied. I don't know. That's I, I, think that's, I, I, I think that... I, I think that's it sounds hard. Brexit. It sounds Palace Brexit, but... Palace, Palace away, um, with... Actually, no, can't even say with fans in the stadium. There weren't any fans in the stadium, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's peak for my boy, Billy, man. <laughs> no, no. The no, thing is, I, I actually... Feel... I rate the kid. I rate the kid highly, but it's just... There's certain games in the Premier League where I just wouldn't want him starting. Like, I wouldn't feel comfortable with him starting because you just get bullied, man. Can you say, can you say don't feel comfortable from starting yet? Yeah. Because just because you're of that stature and just because you're, you're built like that, nah. I think he's, can't, it doesn't I mean think you can't he's be ready, man. I think he's ready. I do think, I do think he's ready, but yeah, he's got, he's, he, he, I say he's got to get used to it, innit? That's all it is, really. Like, I think... He's Scottish. No, no, no. I think, nah, I'm just talking about like the actual like, physicality, but I think his mind is his mind and he's, he's got a football in mind and it works quicker than everybody else's on the pitch. And I just feel like he will figure it out. I have confidence that he'll figure it out. Yeah. I just think I Norwich think... isn't the right team because like you said, Ruben going to um Fulham, a team fighting for relegation. Like that's the thing. Realistically, if you're gonna be Norwich is probably gonna be a bottom three team in the league, realistically, but like how 
you have to have a sick season, yeah, for you to come off your loan thinking, yeah, I'm now ready to go into the Chelsea first team. Like, even look at Conor Gallagher, yeah. We think, by, 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 um, for the most part, yeah, Conor Gallagher's had a good season for West Brom, but I don't feel like Conor Gallagher's coming into to this season feel, feeling like, yeah, I'm ready to fight for my place in, in, in the Chelsea team. You have to play, you have to play very, very well and be a standout player. Not even a standout, you have to be probably the top, one of the, one of the best players on your team, the, the, the best player, if not the second best player on your team. And I don't know, man. I just feel like Norwich probably isn't the best team. But, um, I mean, I feel like Billy will get games because it has to be a mixture of you playing well, you being able to, you know, assert yourself on that team and you also playing for a team that, you know, plays a certain way. Because if you put Ampadu in a passing team like Norwich, it wouldn't work as well. But Gilmore going there, to play in a team that, you know, would like to play football and pass the ball around. And also being under a manager who, who has a brilliant relationship with Tuchel, like they share, you know, a similar philosophy. And, um, you know, he's going to be playing in a double pivot anyway. When he comes back, hopefully that's where he's playing. Like, I feel like certain things have to add up for it to make sense. But this does. Tuchel approved this move because he's, you know, previously worked with Daniel Fark back when they were, both at um, Dortmund and whatnot. So it's like certain things just have to add up for it to be a good move. And I think this has the potential to be a good move because, you know, Norwich, when they were previously in the Premier League, they, I mean, they were going down. I think we were all aware of that from when Liverpool did them in on the first day. But, you know, players made reputations for themselves. Max Ahrens, Jamal Lewis, Ben Godfrey, Todd Cantwell, Buendia, like, so the opportunity is there for Billy. If he grasps it with both hands, then perfect. And if not, then, you know, there has to be a rethink and he has to kind of look himself in the mirror because I don't think anyone's expecting him to make Norwich the best Premier League side. But this is more about getting reps in. Whether they get relegated and come away with 10 points or they find themselves mid-table at the end of the season, that doesn't matter. It's more about Billy's development. And, you know, sometimes you're going to be under the cosh. What are you going to do? How are you going to adjust? Sometimes you're going to need a goal and you're going to need to be on the front foot. Like, and it's just about how Billy adjusts. So I think it's it's a pretty good loan move considering there's not many clubs where he'd be uh, 100% starter and they play, you know, a good style of football but you know I do agree with the Conor Gallagher point but then again I think West Brom had no hope really um, and the way they play wasn't exactly positive either whereas at least this kind of aids aids Gilmore's cause so yeah I think it's a good move and I think he really had to go because it's been a few seasons now where he's you know, he's been in and around the first team and he's going to get a game here and a game there and going to play in the cup and whatnot. But how much does this really do for his development? Like, it's it's not much if you get it. So, and that's on the manager then because it's it's like we have, uh, we have so many games coming up. We have the FIFA World Cup. But I don't think games like that are going to do anything you know, for his... Even like the Premier League, you can't like there's some games where it could be like, you know what, Kante, let him rest. 
Jorginho, who plays most of the games in midfield, let him rest. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's games that he should he should have been playing. Yeah, but he's no, not I playing. Agree. Like, I just feel like Tuchel, Lampard, they need to give him, they need to trust him a bit more. I agree. But, yeah. I think that was due to the high pressure. I think Tuchel found himself under a bit of a pressure. Lot of pressure yeah. Like, yeah, and you know, when you don't want to rotate, you don't like you don't need to rotate, so you won't rotate. But if you find a better option, then fair enough. Because Gilmore kind of got thrown into that city game and he held his own, like he did really well, but it's like he mm-hmm. wasn't gonna get many more opportunities after that. That Fulham game where we kind of changed system and he was a lone DM. And then Mount and Ziyech were like either side of him. I mean, you saw the way Fulham used him as a pressing trigger. Like as soon as he got the ball, there's four or five players surrounding him, like blocking passing lanes and pressing him. So I think, yeah, it's, I mean, he, he's been put in a few difficult situations and he's he's come out like better than better than most players would. But I do think this loan is good and there is the potential for it to be successful. But you know, as much as it's down to the club to find a player, good place, it's also down to the player to, you know, make the most of it. Because at Swansea, like you brought up before, Tammy was Tammy was playing. Uh, Conor Gallagher was playing. Ampadu, he he played, then he didn't a little bit, then he, he was playing at Sheffield. So I think even if, you know, the players don't look superb and they're not like the club's player of the season, like Tamori was at Derby or... You know, one of the best players like Mount was at Derby. Just about giving them that experience and them, you know, gaining their reps. Tammy went to Villa Championship and he mm. came back and he scored, what, 15, 16 in the Premier League. So, yeah, I just, I wish him good luck. Hope he has a good experience there. But it does look like we will sign another centre mid as a result. So, quickly That's before we round up, who, who would you guys like to see us sign? Um, as you know, the Billy replacement, I guess. Maybe we should just keep moving. Ruben is done. Yeah. Stop. Stop. Okay. He's done. No. Tuchel says that he reminds him of that. Tuchel is lying. He's done. Hey, when did he say, hey, Faye, when did he say this? He's <laughs> he 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 got his number or something. No, no, I'm, I'm, being, I'm being so serious. He said it in a press conference. Like, Slow um, down. He's, he's liking them to Ballot. To Ballot. Hey, Cole, Cole. Ballot. Who's Ballot? Ballot. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Ballot. So, what about you, know, you guys? Who would you Who would you want to see? To sh- and a... that Monaco, you, that Monaco, you, bring him in, man. Okay. No, cool. yeah. Yeah, it's not. What do you wanna do? You wanna try? Do you wanna try say his name? Tingus, Pingus. Don't say. Please please say it. I know it's not. I I did not say Tuchamani. I said Tuchamani. what? It says, "Hey, Tuchamani in it. Tuchamani." Takeshi's car. Good try. Good try. You know what I said? You said Tuchamani. I think it's Tuchamani, but good try. Tuchamani, yeah. Before that counts, man. I don't. As long as you don't get long grain, I'm happy. Yeah, I, don't, I think I we will be priced that, out. That's how it'll be. We'll, anyway. we'll probably get him. We'll probably get him. God forbid mm. Rice plays for our club, man. Wait, honestly. Wait, wait. How have I never heard anyone call him long grade before? He <laughs> <laughs> doesn't deserve Basmati, fam. He's an idiot. These lot just want him because he's Mount's best Hey, fam. Um, 
I don't know how you can watch England play and say, yeah, Declan Rice. Bruv, it's sick. It's sick. It's so sick. And he's not saying, oh, he's a young player, he'll get better. Fam, that just isn't his game and it's fine. Just don't force it upon us. It's not his game to break lines with his passing. That's fine. I'm not having no one that hides up and build up playing for us. I can't have it. No. No. Rubbish. I feel like our top team is going to get Declan Rice here, but it feels like whoever does is just going to be, it's just going to regret it. It just feels inevitable, isn't it? But it's so stupid. But um, as far as as far as midfield targets go, uh, can't lie, I don't really know. To be fair, I don't know nothing about that. Um, Deuteronomy, Declan Rice, keep him far away from my club, please. I like Billy Gilmore, but Billy Gilmore's going on loan. Yeah, I don't really know. To be fair, that's not that's that's not my department. Maybe it's a thing where we need to. Look at preseason and Barkley, Bakayoko. You lot yeah. want this club in the gutter. I'm hearing names like Barkley no, and Bakayoko. That's how it's probably gonna end up. If you I don't saw get links. With, on I, guy. I don't. I don't know how how like serious it was, but I was seeing links with like Verratti. I saw like one of those um podcasts where they said like Verratti could Chelsea could happen, but I don't know how like true that like, reliable that is. But yeah. I doubt it. Or we could just do like it could be a thing where we get um another centre back and then we just play Christiansen in the end. Yeah, what do you not think about that one? Because apparently he did well against Wales, but then it's Wales, so I don't. I'm not too sure. He's he's played there before. He's, he's yeah. quite good there. I won't lie. I know for Munchen Gladbach, he did play there in a the double pivot for like two seasons, so he, he's capable of doing it. Yeah, so I I, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. I think he can do a job, you know, fill in if needed, but I don't think... Yeah, for like a whole yeah, season thing, yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's the one, you know... He's a good ball player as well. He'll progress the ball. He'll break things up. He'll be. He'll probably be very good there, but yeah, I just think long-term, he, he's going to be at the back. And with, you know, Silver aging, Silver's not going to be playing week in, week out anyway. So, you know, Christensen is going to be the one that's in the middle of the of the back three. All right, um, guys, I just wanted to um, just say something quickly. So um, I feel like at the back in the last season, I think we, we struggled to... We saw um, that our squad depth isn't really as good as it we, we thought it was. So when there was any sort of little, any little bit of rotation, for example, the Brighton match, we weren't really too happy. The um, FA Cup final, we weren't really too happy. So I think there's a real lack of there's a real lack of players that we can trust and going into a season where there's obviously the Euros um, the Euros is happening we've got the most players in the Euros and then um, uh, a season where we've got to play the Super Cup really really early and then we've also got probably the toughest the toughest start to the season out of all of the clubs and then also when you when you take into account the point that um, we were, me, Faye and Oppo were making about um the transfer market and how we don't trust the club to make the right signings. Like, do you guys, well, Ope and Jeffrey as well, because you, you guys were on the fence about the panicking thing. Do you still feel like there's no reason to panic or like you're not ready to panic yet when you think about it that way and how easily, especially with that start and things like players like Jorginho, Kante, that's our midfield right now. Those are our two starting centre mids. Kante's on load management. Jorginho is, is um 
is with Italy, who could go really, really far in the competition. Kante plays for France, who could go really, really far in the competition. And you consider our start, the Super League, like I can actually, I don't want to start wishing bad things in it, but I can see a situation <laughs> where, where we, we play Emery in the Super League without our two midfielders, or we play like, I don't even know who we play, Kovacic and Loftus-Cheek or something. And then um, we lose to, we lose in the Super Cup and we're coming into the season as European champions as well. So you're gonna, there's a certain pressure that comes with that. The media are going to be expecting. You also have to remember, this isn't Frank Lampard. This is Thomas Juchel. They're waiting to get onto this guy. And then you have the start that we have. I don't know, man. I just have a bad feeling. Like I could, I could just see, I could just see like the narrative, and I can see a way where it could just all go, all go sideways. So I just want to get you guys, um, ask you guys thoughts on that. Um, I I do see what you mean, and I think the fact that you know Tuchel's first transfer window starts in the middle of the Euros doesn't help at all. You know, he's not going to have all his players back. It's kind of difficult to implement any sort of new tactics or bring, you know, the lone players on board to these new tactics where they're not going to get a chance to, you know, practice it much and go over it and, you know, repetition is key. But I think in terms of the transfers, I still do think it's, early, it's too early to panic because I think we've all seen the links. At least we know that Chelsea are trying. So Lukaku has said, you know, he doesn't want to come. That's fair enough. And uh, like we know we hold interest in Harry Kane, whether it's likely to happen or not. It's like at least Chelsea are trying. So I think in that aspect, we like Chelsea deserve a little bit of time in it. We'll see. I'd say we'll see after the Euros because if if it's still conversations about our oh, Haaland is potentially going to cost this and Fabrizio's just tweeting, yeah, Chelsea hold interest in Haaland, then, you know, you'll see that nothing much has happened. But yeah, I feel like Chelsea deserve a chance right now. But I do see where you're coming from in that the start of the season could be very, very spooky for us. But I feel like that's, that's what's going to happen with a lot of clubs, you know? And um, those players who, like, if any of our players reach the final, they're going to go on holiday and they're going to have, I think, like 11 days before the Super Cup. Whether that's enough to get them to full fitness and whatnot, who knows? So, yeah, I, I see why you would think, you know, there's probably a bit of reason to panic, but not yet. I mean, if, if Kante goes out now, today, then we're looking at it differently because Kovacic is already out. And then, you know, we'll just have to see. If results go our way, I guess, it depends if we're looking at things from a selfish perspective. Like, no, I want England to come out so Chilwell and Mount and Reese James are back in our squad. Or I want them to do well because, I, you know, I love them as players. But, yeah, I mean, there, there's reason to panic, but not yet. I think we need to see a bit more. I think we'll see you know, around the time of the finals of the Euros, if we've made any transfer progress, we'll see what time players are coming back. Because pre-season is this time next week, isn't it? So we'll see who joins and who's due to be joining in drips and drabs. And I guess we'll we'll be reactionary from there. Um, followed by what you said to me, um, you also have to think about the fact that um, 
COVID happened and then we had a restart and then it was like straight away the um this this season and now we have the Euros so everybody's just going to be exhausted as well yeah you have to think about that I have a question right for all of you and my question is um we've seen that Christensen and what's his name Silver gets injured quite a bit I hope Chilwell's knee's fine or the, his ankle whatever injury he had um, we've seen that Reese James, he had like a serious injury. I don't know if that was like true or, or if it was just a rumour where he needs surgery. So my thing is this. If Christensen and Silva get injured, which is very likely, and Reese James, he gets injured, which is kind of likely sometimes, what are we going to do? Anyone? It depends on, it depends on, on the system and the formation that we're playing. So, so if, it's, if it's kept like the way it is, if it's kept the way it is, if if Reese gets injured, you still got Troy there that can play right wing back, and then Aspie as well. I know we don't like that, but <laughs> options are options in it. And then um, shout out, shout out to all the people in the, in, in, in the chat that are. Um, I can't say the guy's name in it, but um, what's the young guy called, man? The Romento. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got him as well. I'm not even convincing myself. Of these, a... I'm not even convincing myself of these options for you, man. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Let's panic, man. He's, <laughs> <laughs> He's linked with a move away, and my thing is, Aspie will probably play right wing back. But who's going to play in the um at, at centre back? I think with a situation like this, there is reason That's to panic likely. if it happens, in it. But that, like, is very is also hypothetical that all these people are going to be injured at the same time and you know it's going to be for a period of time where we need a replacement and stuff like that but if it does happen I mean like Liverpool showed us this season we're just going to have to dip straight into the academy and the players at the back um, who play in the academy and are shining will have to you know come and hold their own or at least sit on the bench and be ready to be called upon I also think if two calls smart about it that would that would ring alarm bells and call for uh, a quick changing system I think because if you don't have enough players to fill out that back five unless you're putting Marcus Alonso left centre back where he's actually played before but how much do you trust him kind of thing then mm. yeah I think it it may warrant uh, a change in system but I mean but- I think we've got We've got enough players, I think, to to cover. We just if we go for an injury crisis like this, like mm-hmm. that, then which I can mean, happen because of like players are exhausted. Injuries can happen. Yeah, a hundred percent. But that's you know a hypothetical that we're just gonna have to also, wait and see about because yeah, what can what can you really do? We've seen the likes of Rudiger in that back four. That's what <laughs> that's what you. <laughs> so if we change the system, that's what you want, Rudiger. That is true. To be, fair to, no, to be fair to Rudiger, like, I don't remember him being that terrible on the song in a back four. I, it was generally under, like, I wasn't Rudiger's biggest fan last season, but I think, as you've seen, it was like Lampard's organizational skills that may have exposed him to that extent. So, I honestly can't remember many games under Sorry where Rudiger was that bad. If you get what he I mean. wasn't that bad, but he had those bozo moments. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, obviously, yeah, he has yeah, that in that. him. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, I I don't trust that. I don't trust it. I don't trust it for it to be Chilwell, Rudiger, Zuma, Aspi. I do not trust that. That is disgusting. If that is our backline, we're finished. I'm telling you that right now. 
call me reactionary. We're finished. We're not doing nothing in the title challenge, Champions League, FA Cup, Super Cup. If, if, if that's what it is, I'm telling you right now, I'm finished. We're all finished together. <laughs> that's something to panic about. We need, we need more depth. And if City can have it, why can't we? Yeah, I mean, City can have depth, you know, and it, you also have to keep players happy. I think that's, that's also something that's important, but God forbid that happens. Uh, I hope we're all crossing our fingers right now. And yeah, we just, we don't go through that sort of injury crisis because we saw how it nearly derailed Liverpool's season and they still somehow finished above us. But yeah, um, we'll see. But on that note, I want to say a big thank you to you all. I think this has been a great episode, really interesting. And I feel like, um, you know, you you brought across points which were previously misunderstood and, you know, like, I think you've managed to properly show what you meant. And, yeah, um, everyone listening, thank you. Thank you for reaching this far. Hope you're not bored of my voice. But you can reach us on RB underscore CFC on socials. That's RB underscore cfc we are the reactionary blues and yeah we're big chelsea fans so wish us luck for this season cheers guys all right in a bit boys bye